so what I discovered was by providing furniture, which we all have too much of, it's the number one item in landfills. So by sharing what we have too much of, getting it to where it's most needed is homeless prevention. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to Shared Ingredients. I'm your host, Andrew Pelosi, and on this week's episode, I am joined by the wonderful Georgie Smith, who is the founder of A Sense of Home, which is a nonprofit that strives to prevent homelessness by creating first ever homes for youth aging out of foster care. I don't know how many people realize how big of an issue this is in our country and our world, but in essence, 30% of those struggling with homelessness are former foster youth. A Sense of Home does this incredible 90 minute home transformation where they turn an empty house into a magical home. I volunteered and I can tell you these experiences are fantastic. A big part of starting Shared Ingredients was to profile people doing incredible things in our community. and Georgie certainly defines that. She's been honored as a top 10 CNN hero and featured as one of the 200 women who will change the way you see the world and random acts of kindness. I'm incredibly excited for you to hear this episode and for you to check out A Sense of Home. Without further ado, let's get into it. Yay! Georgie, welcome. Always a pleasure to see you. For those who are tuning in and aren't familiar with A Sense of Home, please give them the story. Thank you. Great to be here. Hi, everyone. So what is A Sense of Home? It is a nonprofit um, that started as a random act of kindness. And what we do is create homes for foster youth when they age out of the system. Um, It's a homeless prevention model. And um, it gives foster youth the launch pad to reach their goals and the success that they have never been able to attain because they haven't had that foundation of home. So it's a a really wonderful program. It's been going for five uh, years, 600 homes, and we've created a model to scale across the country and also to share our model with other nonprofits because what we've seen has been so successful and we can get into why that has been so wonderful. But yeah, that's what A Sense of Home is. Thank you so much for that. In addition, it would be great to give people a bit of your personal backstory and what brought you to Los Angeles. I'm Australian and I've been here about 20 uh, years. I came here in the film industry. I was a filmmaker and I guess still am. But I came out here and also went into design and through a design video that was posted on social media, a young man actually who was in foster care, reached out to me and said, can you help me? And I didn't know what that meant, but I went to visit him. He was living in a Section 8 apartment. So Section 8 is government subsidised, so you pay your rent, but the government also contributes to the rent, so you're responsible for rent, utilities. So um, this young man, Barry, he, he was in his first ever home, but he was living on the floor with no fridge. He had a stove, but no fridge, no nothing, to not a desk, not a table to eat off of. Um, no pots and pans, no forks, nothing. Um, so I just saw him in that situation and I asked my friends on social media to please uh, donate like hand-me-down items, kind of items that they would share with, you know, you know, things that you set aside for your kids, those items, like um, when they're first setting out on their own. I asked my friends to share that and then we all went around collecting all these items, set up his home within a day He was completely transformed and then all of his friends kept asking me for help and saying, is this a service? And I looked around for such a service, but there wasn't anything. So I just kept doing it, trying to, and like renting U-Hauls on the weekends, just going around collecting furniture and setting up homes for 
those that are living on the floor that have aged out of foster care. And then I just, you know, really needed to set up a nonprofit because no one else was doing it. And I couldn't actually convince anyone else to do it. I did try and convince others. And I said, oh, look, I'll show you how. And it just seemed all too daunting to them because like trucks and furniture and moving, you know, it's considered to be the most stressful thing. But I just, and I saw that, that there was no one else doing it anywhere in the country. And I thought, I'm going to figure this out and create a model so it's easily copied and pasted in any city, any region, so that anyone can do this and no one would be daunted. And, you know, how can I learn from my mistakes and set up really good systems so I can share this with others, which is what we've done over the last five years. And now this year, 2021, we'll start to scale into other regions. Wow, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. So it's a five-year-old nonprofit. Yeah, the Random Act of Kindness was like six years ago, but we set up like the 501c3 and a board in 2015, so five years ago. And here we are 600 homes later. Wow. And so going back to that origin story, yeah, you found you on social media or you saw something you had created? Someone posted like a video of me designing someone's space um, and that the person that posted it had a nonprofit that, that he was associated with and at one of their events, he had met me. So I wasn't a complete stranger to him. And she, so he actually asked her to ask me for help. So she forwarded me the email. I responded. Um, so yeah, it was not anything I had planned at all. But I did, you know, I was a, a volunteer. I was very active. And I thought like once I'd earned enough money and set aside enough money, I would start something you know, some kind of foundation at some point that there there would be, there's always been a giving back component to my life, but I have no connection to foster youth. I was, you know, as ignorant as most about the crisis so that there's like every two minutes a young person is going into foster care in America and then many of those are never adopted and hence at 18 they age out, which means they emancipate from the system and, and given like minute, they're called minute orders, kind of like being discharged from prison in a way, from being a ward of the state to being out on their own. And then they have to figure out how to make a, a path forward. And they're the, they're, they make up 50% of the homeless. So once I discovered him and his situation and I looked into research to like, because, you know, everyone thinks, oh, it's great. He's got a roof over his head. Actually, no, if you don't have the furniture to function, to make that space a home and and so that you can you know, study and work and, and feed yourself in a healthy way, you will then just abandon that space and go on couch surf or live in your car or go to a shelter until you can save up money to actually furnish a home. But then you ultimately never do. So it's so what I discovered was by providing furniture, which we all have too much of, it's the number one item in landfills. So by sharing what we have too much of, getting it to where it's most needed is homeless prevention. Wow, that's a fascinating stat about it being the number one thing in landfills. And you know, you don't even think about it, but when you say it, it makes complete sense. Yeah. So that's that's definitely something interesting. Another thing you said, which I think a lot of people feel, is mm-hmm. that they'll give back when they're better off. And, and kind yeah. of one of my big takeaways is, is it's never too early to start. I mean, there's there's two principles there. There is one quote, which which actually I do support that I heard uh, a little while ago, which is if you look at life in, in three phases, it can be learn, earn, and return. And I think like from a macro standpoint, that makes sense, right? The first chapter of your life, you're learning, you're going to school, you, you're you know under your parents' roof, 
hopefully. I know for this this uh, chapter, you know what we're talking about, maybe not. Um, second chapter, you are earning so that you can provide for your family and yourself. And then in the third chapter, hopefully you're giving back more. So I would support that thesis in the sense that I think that in the, in the third chapter of people's lives, they should certainly be giving back as much as they can. But my big takeaway from a sense of home and from all the wonderful people that we've talked to and I've encountered is that, you know, it's always a good time to get started. What is your thought on, on kind of that, given your story and, and the advice yeah. you have for others? Yeah, I mean, I was of that theory as well. It was extremely challenging and difficult to start a nonprofit, like as you're building the plane, because we just kept doing it and we were figuring it out as we went along. But you have, it's like, you know, necessity is the mother invention, right? So you can sort of throw money at a problem when you don't have money to throw at a problem. You have to get in there and you have to get, pull up your bootstraps and you have to figure it out. And I think that this, our approach of, of really just getting in there with very few resources, just so much love, sweat and hope and, and passion that makes you figure out what is most needed and also how to be, that makes you for, forces you to be the most efficient you can be, which is then helpful for then replication because we weren't just, we just were so incredibly frugal, which I think is wonderful in ensuring that no one wastes any time or anyone's money or it's just the most efficient it can be. So I've loved that we have had this approach and I do feel that also when you're out of your comfort zone, which I certainly was, you have to figure out what you're made of. Like there is, it's like digging deep every day to pull out the most innovative, creative you can be. So no matter your circumstances, I think when you're out of your comfort zone, I think that's when you figure out what you can most contribute to the world and how creative and talented and skilled you are and capable. So that's also the wonderful experience of our volunteers because we are a community, uh, a volunteer-driven organisation so volunteers come to a home to set it up and they're in neighbourhoods they wouldn't normally visit. They've never done something like this. And that too brings out, I think, their gifts and talents, their humanity, their passion and creativity. So that's what I really love about this is, is actually how frugal and challenging it's, um, you know, the circumstances have been for us. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I've obviously been to one of the home transformations, but mm -hmm. uh, certainly for those who haven't, I can uh, recommend they check out your site. But can you walk through what that is? It's a really special yeah. way you designed it. And I think you alluded to it there that people go into a neighborhood they might not have been. Right. A lot of people from all walks of life at these volunteer events. I mean, my one note would be that you can have someone from that neighborhood who's a volunteer, you know, brushing shoulders with, I say brushing shoulders. Let me, let me retract yeah. that you know, basically hugging uh, yes. a celebrity or whoever's there. I mean, there's this great kinship there, but you get people from all walks of life, you know, and, and they're all there together. But but describe yeah. what they do during one of these transformations. Right. So uh, we arrive, so our, we have a, a small staff and we arrive with the truck and the volunteers are there and everyone puts on their hat and their, and their, and their top and a name tag that is a heart, a wooden heart with their name on it on a on a um a thread and we get in a circle and we explain what's going to go down but also everyone there explains why they've showed up so we have the volunteers that are of yep enormous celebrities and then 
recipients paying it forward and sometimes bringing their family members or friends and we get in a circle and we share and I think in that really vulnerable space of the very empty home hearing the person's story we tend to just forget who we were before we walked into the space and really just connect as human beings to say um why they want to show up it's a really profound experience and then we get to it which is we go to the truck and we unload and that's done in only 10 to 15 minutes because everything is color-coded per room so if you see a blue box you go oh that the, the wall in the living room is blue so this must be for here and the, the then it's then it's done the truck is emptied and then you see what you have to work with for that space and what we've done is in our warehouse is pulled the items that best fit the space so the footprint of the space but also their favorite colors what are their dreams their aspirations when they close their eyes what are they thinking about is it the wilderness is it a different country is it is it um, going to the beach what is their favorite pastimes so we create a space that environmental psychology says that if you feel inspired by your space that you reach your goals um, and you dream higher and you aspire higher. So we create a really beautiful space. It's not just furnishing a home. It's like designing something to really elevate, you know, their aspirations and to create an inspired environment for them and their family because they 50, no, like 80% of the, the young women we serve have children of their own. So we do the, all of that in 90 minutes um, or less and then we celebrate. We have a lunch and we have a housewarming and if people have bought additional gifts we share that we share um you know our well wishes we write down well wishes in a love jar and then we leave our heart um name tags on a piece of art that's been created by the individual so during the actual home creation the recipient is outside learning about additional resources and creating a vision board and some art so additional resources is a really important thing because Typically, they're falling between the cracks. And what we do is we want to make sure that they know of every resource out there and who to connect with, help them get onboarded. If they ever have trouble being onboarded, at any point they come back to us and our social worker on staff will ensure that they get connected to resources. And then they're in that community and we have webinars and town halls on Zoom and we have and it's dedicated Instagram to resources and we have a, uh, a newsletter that goes out twice a month sharing all the new information of what's available to them. And so that's the great thing is, is like what's available to them isn't just typically what's available to former foster youth. It's like the community sees what we're doing. They're like, hey, we like it. Can we offer this for free? So a super expensive trauma-informed, something from like for the from the Performance Institute, like that say Tiger Woods would use, our youth get to receive it for free. So if someone admires our work, then they can share, we can onboard our youth into free counselling with Counselling West, which is a reputable, amazing uh, counselling centre in the Valley. And they offer free services to the youth that we serve. So these additional, you know, and then people are donating amazing gifts at Christmas time so they can come up and get amazing bundles of gifts so that they've got gifts to give to their children. Um, you know, not even thinking that it's coming from us, but actual items to put under their Christmas tree or for, you know, additional food and um, baby supplies and things like that, because we want them, you know, to thrive and um, make sure that they get as connected to resources as anybody else. 
Wow, that's fantastic. The idea that you've transformed a space, going back a minute, the idea that you sort of create a space based on the sort of dream or yeah. aspirations or vibe or mood of the recipient. Yeah, there's, there's so many of those. Um, a straightaway shy comes to mind. Actually, she's, um, so at her home creation, um, she all she had was a book. Um, no, 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 it was a magazine. And we then gave her books. That's right. So we had. She said, um, and she shared with us why this magazine was important to her. It was a. It was. It was a French magazine, and she had modelled in it. Like someone had recommended for her anxiety that she does some modelling to give her confidence. Um, and she looked exquisite. So we put it on because we bring in books. We bring in absolutely everything you can imagine, and books are really important. So there was a stack of books, and it was women empowerment, and 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 she's of. African-American heritage. So it was a lot of inspiring black women um, and really owning their power. And so we put her, this modeling shot on the, on the coffee table and really celebrated that. And, and, and she loved her home. And then she spoke to us afterwards about how like she would try to, she wasn't, she didn't have an agent or anything. She'd like to continue to pursue modeling. So we got her an agent, like not the owner of an agency, took her on and mentored her. And she's done extremely well. She's become a really successful model. And she's now that sort of helped her own her story. Um, and she comes to pay it forward to pretty much every home creation. The home creation, you were, th- she was there. She's that amazing. Yeah. Shy. Yeah, you were there. So you met her. She's so right. now she's writing, she feels really inspired. So now she's writing a, a children's book for, for people to understand what is foster care, but also to give inspiration to kids that are in foster care, like it will get better. Um, and she loves to come and pay it forward because she says she gets to revisit that humanity that she originally experienced and that she feels, it also fills her up and makes her feel more and more empowered every single time. Um, but that's, yeah, so that, that's a small thing, right? Like just that magazine, like her sharing that with us and then putting it on a stack of books about women empowerment. Um, and there was also all art that the volunteers had made previously. They custom made a ton of art for her, which also gave her um, inspiration to get more creative and to, to and the, the people that had made it said, oh, we've never made art before, but we wanted to create this for you. So that was, it's just all of those personal connections that are really small that, I think fill up someone's heart and give them hope and make them feel more connected to humanity. Absolutely. And, you know, I remember meeting her and she was such a spark of joy in the, in the room and you can totally see that you have people who are beyond passionate to be there. And, and that's such a, you know, I don't know if I realized that at the time, I just saw that she was this gregarious, wonderful person, but I didn't know that that was her origin story. So. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. And, and she brought her friend that wasn't in foster care to volunteer for that particular one, I remember she brings her all the time, and that's the thing. Is then other, you know, it's it's like that us seeing one another in a way that we would never normally get to be together in that intimate space, and to really um, remove labels, get to know one another in um, a deeper way. Yeah, she's great, shy. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about the future of, of how far you, you want a sense of home to go. I mean, obviously you want to keep, keep doing as many homes as possible. 
Um, I could probably help answer this question yeah. just intuitively, but I um, would love to hear from your vision, what you see a sense of home being in a few years. Sure. So we, two things um, that we've noticed is that obviously this is needed in other cities because it doesn't exist. So there's about 25 cities in the US that desperately need it right now where there is this really high turnover of youth aging out of the system and going into the homeless population. So that's one thing, but we've also noticed a lot of other nonprofits coming to us that are serving disenfranchised populations of any sort. And they, they've, so it's their volunteers coming to us going, well, this is, we support this nonprofit and we've been supporting these families, but we've just discovered that they're living on the floor and we need you to help us. This has happened with multiple nonprofits. Um, in fact, it's coming to us every day and more increasingly. So what we've decided to do is license um, that model so they can adopt what a sense of home does as an additional program to ensure the success of their clients. So if it's it's not even necessarily those that are serving homeless, it's those that are serving disenfranchised populations. It might be women escaping domestic violence. There's people, you know, there's there's such a strong shift to get people into a space but there's no one doing the full interior to make it a home while that's incredibly practical and needed the actual home it's the how the volunteers like you showing up to say patty i see you just it just changes them it makes them see like oh that's what community is i want to invest in community i believe in people it creates it builds a bridge you know, it's really powerful. And then for the volunteers of that organisation, they get to really understand those that they're serving in a much more intimate way. So it's two, so it's a two-pronged approach that we will licence out um, what we do. And so in that licensing out, what we've got done is created our own app to make sure that all of our systems are easily applied in terms of proprietary software. So whether it's, you know, on your laptop or on your phone, all of our systems, because we have a lot of policies and procedures to make everything seamless and easy. So it's, it's just a really fun entry point for the volunteers, whether the volunteers are in our warehouse or whether they're at the home creation and whether it's a youth onboarding to our program and getting access to additional resources, easy, user-friendly, and seamless and we've just you know just constantly just making our model faster better easier more fun more joy you know we do a lot of dancing and spoken word and creativity at our home creations and so the easier it is there's that more opportunity for expression of love and joy and that human connection so yeah that's how we will share it with other nonprofits whether they're in a different country or whether they're in the neighbouring, you know, whether they're in LA and then setting up other chapters. And the other chapters are going to be championed by local heroes and local community members. Um, yeah, so we're, we're, so we're building up a, we have now our LA chapter. Now we need to build up a headquarters to be able to oversee um, the sharing of our model with all of those other entities. Um, so, yeah, it's a big undertaking and a big shift. Um, but it, incredibly necessary and I think also really wonderfully a beautiful healing model for, you know, people that have disparate opinions and views come in, come together to work on something as beautiful as creating a home for someone that is worthy of that is a way for us to see each other in a more humane 
giving way. And what we've noticed is that this is this opportunity to unearth a part of ourselves that's kind of laying dormant. Like people really want to give back and they want to exercise their humanity, but there's not, you know, we do it with our family, but to do it with strangers is really creates, I think, an internal shift for everyone participating. So, yeah, as much as it's like a great solution and needed for a lot of disenfranchised people, it is needed by the community. I think it's a good old barn raising. Absolutely. And one of the things you talked about, you just talked about the laughs. I mean, there's such a, an infectious joy at the home transformations. Do you have any stories of funny things that have happened or mishaps? I mean, I will joke for everyone listening. This is basically picture an empty apartment that is that has 30 plus people come into it and make it look fantastic in the span of a few hours. Even though that's awesome, it's super crowded, it's hot. I mean, I did mine in the summer, it's hot. You have, you have a bunch of amateur dads, moms, kids, older people put together a crib or things that they might not be as handy with as, as they would hope to be. So I imagine there's been some, some solid laughs or mishaps that have been course corrected. Any uh, funny stories to share? It's like every day, it's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. And we're always like pretty gooberish with our dancing and our like music and our, and our celebrations. There's this amazing recipient, John A, who um, oh, she just did this amazing spoken word. So she, we did her, um, she was volunteering with us while she was homeless, which is amazing. So she learned of the nonprofit She's a great former foster youth advocate for her peers and she started a um, a film festival, a global youth film festival that is on fire while she was homeless to give voice to, the, to disenfranchised youth. Um, and she, um, she just, this is not like particularly funny, but she, we just, she just out of inspiration wrote a poem about home and what it, the home creation meant to her so that she could, when she volunteered, like perform this it's like it's like a rap spoken word perform it for other recipients and we just added it to her her actual home creation where there is so many tears and Toby Maguire's there supporting her and giving her amazing books and he's dancing and we're all dancing and it's just like this unabashed form of expression it's like yeah we're laughing and we're also just doing really uncool <laughs> dancing and celebrating and it's just like it's such a such an amazing celebration, isn't it? It's just like so festive and exciting. So I mean, it's just like nothing ever goes completely smoothly, but in that is an opportunity, like whether to laugh at yourself or where there is an opportunity to grow in some way. And yeah, it's just it's nonstop. Um, just always being a fish out of water, you know. Like there's always like you you got to go with the flow. You've got to like you know roll with the punches. And I think that that's what everyone gets out of it, like a real loosening up of like just, you know, just jump in and fit in. And I think in that home that you did, like, yeah, we had to put a twin bed and a crib because there was a baby with with a great disability and then the mum, because it's only one bedroom and there's a mum with two kids. So, yeah, you're all trying to put together the queen bed, the twin bed, the crib, and then all of that, you know, the dresser for them to have things in. So, yeah, it's it's always pretty sweaty and and pretty tight quarters. And, yeah, you, I think, you know, um, like this girl that was on The Fosters, an actress was on the, the TV show The Fosters and came to us when she first got that role as a, um, as a um, just to sort of get to know the foster care system a little bit better and she was volunteering 
she just started dating a guy and she sees him in this space and she's like, oh my God, he's awesome. You really see someone, if he wasn't awesome, she would have seen that as well. And they got married and they've had a baby. They're about to have a baby. So there's kind of like, there's been a lot of relationships that like have developed actually. There was um, one girl, you know, mum, her husband wasn't interested in coming and she told some of the the friends at school and so someone's you know another dad wanted to come and they really saw each other in that space and they ended up leaving one another's spouses and now they're together it's a really amazing space of like really truly seeing someone like you don't and you know if someone's a little bit like I don't know how to do it you really see it like you just have to like you know like what are my tools what what's the what can I do here? What can I bring to it and not get in the way and just add value? You know, you really see that in others. That's awesome. I say that's awesome to every response because I, that, fantastic and awesome are the two words that always come to mind, but I, I need to come up with some synonyms, but I'll just say it's, it's powerful. It's incredible. Kind of wrapping up, I have a couple more questions. One would be for people who want to get involved, you know, in some ways, some people are intimidated and they're not sure like what is enough, whether it be money or time. Everyone knows we're recording this during uh, a really challenging time. We're still in a pandemic. That's a side note, but for, for in, in normal times, what would you encourage people to do who are interested? Yeah, we, have, we have a lot of, um, you know, the pandemic has been fantastic in pushing us to create more opportunities in a virtual way and also in our warehouse. So to, to be safe in the pandemic, what we have done is to stage the home in our warehouse. So that's going to be something ongoing post-pandemic that we continue to do, which is this incredibly powerful volunteer experience because the volunteers get to go and choose all of the furniture and create the footprint in a staged way in our in our warehouse. So it's kind of like you go shopping because we have amazing donations. So you get to play house. That's so much fun. So that's going to be ongoing. But on our website, you have like there's um, virtual volunteering. There are so many amazing opportunities there that what you can participate from home what your kids can do there's like from one kid to another like what the kids can do like this we have high school clubs um little ones like you know get all of their friends to bring over um bundles of items like what they no longer need whether it's um shoes toys books clothing and what we do is create you know that the kids then create bundles for like this is great for a two-year-old or three or four-year-old for a, a, you know which gender is it is it most suitable for and then that's bundled up in a beautiful care package and that goes straight into a home so we provide for the kids endless toys and books and um and and clothing and shoes and socks and all of that so that's that's just one example of the kids participating and then high school clubs they take on their own initiatives which is fantastic uh, people can volunteer online they can do be a social media intern or they can do um we do bilingual social media so like you can someone can do it and like translate all of the copy into spanish um there's so many different options and then volunteering in the warehouse is incredibly awesome because everybody gets the exact same amount of items only over 250 items go into every single home and we create these amazing kits for you know, the cooking kit, the eating kit, the bathroom kit, decor kits. So volunteers put all those together in our warehouse. So there's lots of fun things to do. And our warehouse is in Hawthorne. The website is asenseofhome.org, asenseofhome.org. And there is really clear 
ways to get under the volunteer virtual volunteer is lots of ways to get involved and it's um all super fun as fun as what we've just described i love it so as we wrap here i'll have some rapid fire questions give me the first answer that pops off for you whether it's one word or a few words what do you think the world needs more of uh kindness what gives you hope for the future the humanity we've we've experienced we've seen a real side of people that is not seen enough of and it's it when it's unleashed it provides deeper human connection it provides deeper purpose and deeper joy and kindness um and shared and it transforms everyone in the exchange very very hopeful that we can try and unleash more of that and that even if it's not people coming to do what we do it's like the example i hope will be something that we can share with the world wonderful well georgie thank you so much for everything you do for the world you're a major gift to this world and community and you inspire so many people and a sense of home is only getting started so it's going to be a pleasure to see it continue to grow and, and transform so many people's lives. So it was a pleasure to have you on today. Of course, I know you've already told people where to to find anything. If there's anything else you want to shout out, I mean, you have so many wonderful sponsors that they can see on your site, but um, certainly if there's anything you want to say in parting, please do. Yeah. Our Instagram handle is the same as the website. It's, um, and actually all of our social media, even TikTok, um, a sense of home or we did a TikTok dance recently. They, um, this amazing, this young man we did a home for was a choreographer and a dancer and he's studying and he's working hard and he showed us, um, a TikTok. So my co-founder, Melissa and I did, he showed us how to do it and we were really bad at it. And he was amazing. So that's on, we even, it's, we're even on TikTok. A Sense of Home org is um, to follow us on social media, which is like really hopeful, inspiring stories. It's a celebration of these youth who have overcome against all odds. And it's a launching of them to the next level, which is all that they, the promise of all that they can be. So it's actually a really wonderful channel to tune into, whether it's on YouTube or to see all of these stories of, hope and resilience um there's such a testament to the human spirit they I mean they're so inspiring they have such tenacity and um and grit and have overcome against all odds to be incredible parents and to go out there and serve for one another so yeah it's a really hopeful channel to tune into all right everybody you heard it go tune in check it out you won't be anything short of very inspired and entertained georgie thank you so much thank you Thank you so much for tuning into that episode. I hope you found Georgie as inspiring as I always do. Please go check out senseofhome.org. Help them make a donation. If you're in LA, consider doing a home transformation. It's an incredible experience that will surely inspire you and bring you joy. As always, I appreciate your continued support. Please share the word about this podcast. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And thank you so much. That makes a massive difference. Till next time, keep being awesome, do great things in the world, and I'll see you again soon. Yee!